totally thought it meant RuPaul. And I was like, oh, how was she involved with the show? <laughs> and then, oh, she's a hurdler. It was a school. Okay. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> it is late. <laughs> oh, we record these things late, guys. Welcome to Casual FC, an Angel City preview pod. I'm Mario Salazar, along with my amazing pod partner, Angela Morales. And she's amazing not just because it's written on the script. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Just as a quick on the last episode of Angel City FC, we were at BMO playing the Houston Dash. As most of you know by now, the game ended in a draw. There were a lot of shots on goal. There was a lot of yellow card. There was even a red card, but there were no goals, no goals at all. You know, there was, there was a, a lot of, we did get a point, which was super helpful, but there was a lot of people on the floor. <laughs> so many people on the floor. This game was probably one of the more physical games I've seen. And I couldn't figure out if the referee had let the game get away from him. Never had control of the game. I couldn't. I never I had gather. I want to. S- yep. I want to say the ref never had control. There was a lot of times where you can clearly hear the entire stadium. No fair. Ask. Yeah. What was going on? There's a couple times where there should have been a VAR when there wasn't. Um, yeah, we actually got a VAR dog so call in our favor. So yeah. I mean, granted, it ended up in a red card for one of the players on the dash but yeah with Dazzo that said so which is denial of goal, goal scoring, scoring opportunity opp- there we go so yeah for everyone else dog so red so means denial of goal scoring opportunity red card <laughs> yep red card to the locker room you go um i, I will actually say learned that... that a lot oh mm-hmm no, I actually, actually learned that a lot of soccer journalists have a little dog tattoo in honor of dogs, though. Like <laughs> that, like there, it's a thing. It's very cute. <laughs> I think I think I would get a dog tattoo. I think I would get that little dog. So just, I would do it just to kind of. I do. I do know that the Angel City chicks wanted to do a little T-shirt of like a a dog. So it's too many letters for me to figure out the acronym right now. But dog. So if you know, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Which I thought was brilliant. So yeah, buy- even even the even the there was a season ticket holder that you know sits in my section. She sat behind me, and she was even commenting about how crazy this ref was and and how physical he was letting the 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 game get. Like you know, there's a certain amount of physicality you want to let the yeah. players go, but this guy had no control. So no, and it was from the jump. It was a wild. It was definitely the Wild Wild West on the yeah. pitch on this oh, yeah. weekend. And, you know, with my combined bad eyesight and and trying to read players' jerseys at that point, I was just like, I don't know who's who, but this is a melee. It was very much like, let the bodies hit the floor constantly. <laughs> 
It was a very stressful game. <laughs> it was. But we walked away with a point. So Yay. to get into that, we have our standings check-in. And we are in ninth place. We're tied for ninth with Orlando Pride being in 10th. We're both at 13 points with Everybody in the entire league is at 13 games played, which is a really nice kind of rare thing where everybody's like, you know, on par with each other. So we're at 13 points. You know, when we were down in 11th and tied for 12th, I I would say we were tied for 12th. Right now, I'm being the optimist. We are tied for 9th, not tied for 10th. But (laughs) like we said, race to the playoff chaos is on full force. There's only... Nine matches left in the season. We're going to play one more before this World Cup break. Then we're going to have a month-long break of pretty much no NWSL because we're going to all be stuck to our TVs and streaming boxes and whatnot for the World Cup. And then hopefully we get our players back not injured. (laughs) Yeah, in all in all in one piece. All in one piece. It didn't all... quite happen. It didn't quite yeah. happen last year when we when we had a couple <laughs> players go off on some like international, international duty. duty. There were some so, things that happened. Yeah. So hopefully we get everybody back and then we finish off the rest of the season. And then there will be eight games left from there on out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with my self described diehard casualness of fandom i have a little confession yes what is it i have spent way too much time building my own little spreadsheet on google sheets (laughs) that that takes in all the kind of standings data right points games played win loss draw goals for goes against all the stuff that you would normally see on a standings chart. Right. And then I built extra things like total potential points. How many matches are left? That's how I quickly know how many matches we've got going. (laughs) I have a countdown to points to break the single season record, which currently stands at 57 and no one is on track to break that. So there you go. I know that already. And then how many points to actually make it to the playoffs? So with my little chart that I've made, and I'm also not the greatest at Excel. I've worked on this for two years, but it can, <laughs> it, I, I will say it can still be wrong. What I'm looking at on my little chart, we have, and again, potential points is more about like if we want, if we won every single game from here on out. Mm-hmm. We would be at 40 points. The number of points we need to just clinch the supporter shield would be 37. So, you know, we don't need all those 40 points of potential. We only need 37 to just jump everybody and become the, the top team in the league. <laughs> Big feat, but, you know, there's a little part of my heart that says it can still be possible. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And... Points to the playoffs, currently I have 32 points. And now my points to the playoff calculation is a little weird because it's trying to take into account how many potential points the other teams have and how many points we need to actually get 
reach that sixth spot at the very least. So it's not that one. It's it's not an exact science till like the last couple of weeks. Of right, the, right, right. It doesn't really count till the last couple of weeks. But I think overall the numbers are promising. Mm-hmm. Um, the I fact agree. that we need that the fact that we need less points for a supporter shield than the potential points we have, and all we really want out of this season is to try to hit that magic sixth spot. For the mm-hmm. playoffs and i think so, too like mm-hmm. we ended the 2022 season in eighth place if we are eighth place or higher given the way the season started i'm calling it a win because it shows the resiliency in the way this team bounced back in the second exactly. half of the season exactly i i think i would personally be a happy and ecstatic if we hit that kind of eighth seventh spot okay. and i would be elated if we hit I will cry. playoffs. If we make the playoffs, I will full on, like, probably ugly cry. And just like, this is my team. <laughs> exactly. I will definitely have to look at the bank account and be like, you know, we might yeah. get the... <laughs> as, as I think we can make it all the way to the final and win this thing, the other half of me is the realist of, like, we might get that one playoffs but and it'll be a traveling one and that might be the first away travel game besides san diego that i need to go to yeah oh 100 percent. even oh even if it means you and i just jump on a plane like a red eye we're going like yeah we're flying away 24 hour flight yeah there and back done we're going to the game and if it's against the wave absolutely done i am buying my ticket the first day it goes on sale so keep an eye on all these standings and i'll keep you updated as much as i can and with that let's take a look at who we've got next all right so coming up this sunday we are playing gotham fc out of new jersey new york in red bull arena which is actually in new jersey for those of you who don't know i've gone past it when visiting my girlfriend's family but hence hence the been... New Jersey, New York instead of New York, yeah, New Jersey. New Jersey, New York. And yeah, Gotham, Gotham FC is very much New York branded, New Jersey living. So it's they're <laughs> they're not paying Manhattan level rent, but they're getting the branding, which I guess technically is kind of important. It's it's a good use of locale. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing is we haven't officially hit the World Cup break yet, but most everybody will have reported to their team's camp to get ready for the load cup so most national teams are reporting today we're recording on june 27th was women's national team don't give media out our day. secrets don't give Listen, out our we secrets. gotta we gotta do we gotta do but today was media day and some of the tweets and some of the things coming out of media day were hysterical which is usually what happens i can't wait to like deep dive into video and all that and we'll repost them on twitter and instagram and all that good stuff. But the thing about this is that all these different teams are now playing down players. We'll be playing without our our captain, Allie Riley. She'll be with New Zealand's team. June Endo will be in Japan or with the, J- the Japanese team. JJ, Juliertz, and Alyssa Thompson will be, or, you know, they're already with the national team down in Carson right now. Gotham will be playing without five of their players. Kelly O'Hara, Christy Mewis, and Lynn Williams are all on our U.S. national team. 
if he Onumanu is going to be reporting to the Nigerian team and Bruninha will be was named to the Brazilian national team. The thing is, is like, okay, you're like it sounds like you're gutting the team. You've got offense, you've got defense. They're now gone. Okay. Except Gotham is just full of They're stacked. Yeah, they just it's wild. <laughs> they have oh, no. like icons in the game. But yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's it it hurts a little to know that, oh, you you take these five heavy hitters off the pitch and oh here's five more neat. One of them being Allie Krieger. We'll get to her in a minute because I have a lot to say about Allie Krieger. We've yeah, got our work we, cut out. So you're saying we've got our work cut out for us. Yes. It will not be an easy game. It's not like we're playing like the JB roster. We're basically playing varsity 2.0. Yeah. But okay. we just did a whole big talk about the World Cup. We got excited about World Cup in the last episode. I will say we will be doing a World Cup preview. However, it will be a little bit through Soul Rosa colored lenses. We'll be focusing mostly on ACFC players. And their national teams, where they're playing, what they're doing, what to look out for. So stay tuned for that. I'm excited. I will say that, thankfully, people are listening. And it's exciting. <laughs> and we, we appreciate and love every single one of you that have been listening. We did get called out on Reddit saying, hey, great episode. Can't wait for the World Cup content. So yeah, we're on it. Yeah, we're on the hook. We're on it. <laughs> we're officially on the hook. We'd wanted to do it. It, it would be... It'd be kind of dumb of us to start this podcast in a World Cup year and not talk about the World Cup exactly. in some capacity. <laughs> I, and then I think we're also going to be covering a couple of players that are on ACFC but may not actually be with us just yet or might be on loan. Like we have Vanessa Gilles, who's going to be playing for Canada. We've got Allison Swaby, who's playing for Jamaica, a.k.a. the Rega Girls. And we got Amadine Henri, who we just signed and we'll be playing for France. Keep an eye for all that content coming right before the start of the World Cup. We're going to try to get it out at least before opening day. And then, you know, it will be what it is. The tournament is fun and crazy <laughs> and exciting. Yeah, well, we'll be getting stuff out before, hopefully before opening day, but definitely before the end of the group play. And then probably freaking out and redoing stuff and all kinds of stuff going into the actual bracket. <laughs> I like I like that. Give us more time. It's through the end of group play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will get it. We will get it out as soon as possible. We have a plan. Who knows All if right, that plan so, will work, but who cares? Yeah. So going back to our upcoming matchup, we've got Gotham. We're actually traveling to Gotham. Mm -hmm. So what are we what are we looking out for here? All right. So on the ACFC standpoint, our defense is holding it down. Like holding it down we have a strong hold in Amy Vignola, Paige Nielsen, Allie Riley and Sarah Gordon that back line is tough and when when you play a game and your goalie doesn't have the save of the game when your defenders does which is what happened this last game and Paige Nielsen had the save of the game <laughs> it says a lot like we have gotten to the point of like absolutely not we will they like our defense right now is like fine we'll score we'll we'll guard our goal we got this like this is our house this is our this is our time to shine and they're doing great i'm really curious to see who's going to replace cap ally riley 
on the back line. I'm kind of hoping it's Megan Reed, but I don't know where, well, I don't know what's going to go on. I'm excited to see what happens this next game. It's going to be a no, some number shuffling. So yes. I think you're going you're, you're gonna to have to text me the new numbers and I will post them on Instagram just to kind of keep an eye out. Yeah, well, definitely. And that'll be like a game day decision once we get the, the roster. I mean, um, I kind of, I kind of do feel sad that, like, for me at, at this point, it's still like numbers to try to get it in my head, like who's got on the field. <laughs> like, I do know them by name, but I don't like always know like where they are on the field. So, right, that's fair. Give that's me numbers. Fair. Give me numbers, and I'm good. <laughs> the biggest thing, and I think we all felt it in our hearts with how many shots on goal were rudely blocked by goalposts so in this rude. last game. We got to score. If we want to keep moving up in the regular season standings, we have to put the ball in the net by default and stop the other team. Like we, we have to keep scoring and keep capitalizing on situations that will allow us to score. Like having a team being down a player because they got a red card or realizing that we have the advantage in a matchup. Like we have to take advantage of these things. And that leads me into my next point of capitalizing on our set pieces, but specifically our corner kicks. We're really, 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 really good at earning corner kicks. Sponsored by Theater Sinai, especially. (laughs) But, like, we're so good at getting the corners, we have to start turning them into something. It gives us an easier shot at goal, like scoring a goal, all that. I will say we have gotten so much better on that in the last couple games on Sunday, we did a little short corner kick, moved the ball around in this weird funky way. And then all of a sudden we almost scored. Like it was very well put together. We just have to keep executing that. And I really think this, like we're going to see that this game, but especially during the challenge cup games that are coming up. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there's so much, you know, when, when we saw that red card, red card go up, I even pulled up Paramount Plus and I was like looking at the replay because, you know, it happened mm-hmm. on the other side of the field from from where right. we sit. So I was looking at it. I was sharing it with like our, our you know, seatmates there. Everyone around um, you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we just couldn't capitalize on it. And I was like, we've, yeah. we've got we've got one up on them. Come on. what What's what's holding us back? So I think if and really those we've got so many corners that I I I'm 100% with you that like yes we need to figure out we need to figure out what that secret sauce is for our team yeah. on how to capitalize and how to get around those corner kicks and make sure that they actually you know convert and then we can get those points and I want to be screaming more my daughter like was screaming because we thought we got a score and then we were like yeah oh. so it was a foul <laughs> yeah 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 Absolutely. or you know or a flag or whatever it may be but I, there's just a couple things but yeah the the way we've been looking at this recently is you know we want to highlight some of our own players of who we need mm-hmm. to watch out for and especially with our players that are going off on international duty we still have a really great roster. Oh yeah, so, we've got we've got heavy heavy hitters on this team. So who so should it, it be looking out for? Yeah, so Sarah Gordon. Granted, I feel like you should be looking out for Sarah Gordon, regardless. Just every day, just look out. Maybe you'll see her. 
in the, in the wind somewhere. She is a fantastic defender. She is my girlfriend's favorite player and has been for a very long time, when, even when she was back in Chicago. Um, she's up until last season when she was traded to ACFC. Sarah had played her entire career in Chicago. That includes like her entire, entire career. She is a homegrown Chicago kid. She went to DePaul, which is in Chicago, which in looking up stuff for the show, I found out she was actually a two-sport collegiate athlete, which is incredibly rare. She was a hurdler for her first two years of school while playing soccer because oh, wow. track and soccer seasons are, are different. Yeah. But yeah, this is kind of the Sarah Gordon revenge tour in a way. It's her comeback season after she tore her ACL the first day of preseason training for last season. Was it the first day? It it was like day one or two. It was really early on and it was devastating, both for her, obviously, because that is such a a monumental fear in everybody. Like, that's just in your head constantly as a player. Like, I have to stay healthy. But she is having a hell of a season on defense. She's breaking up plays that in ways I didn't know you could break up plays. She's just everywhere and a joy to watch when she's playing. All right. So I'm going to take a break from screaming about defense and goalies and everybody who doesn't get the, the fanfare that they deserve and move to our forwards. I first want to talk about Scarlett Camberos. She is actually from... LA, San Diego, like she's from Southern California. She went to college at University of California, Irvine, which where she was named the conference player of the year. Ant Eaters, and right? Ant Eaters, yeah. yeah. I I went to Long Beach State, so I cannot say woo. Like I will not cheer for them. But she uh, plays for the Mexican national team and she actually for- scored her first international goal when the Mexican team played a friendly against Angel City last season. It was a fantastic <laughs> game. It was really fun to see the the crowd that her presence brought. So there was a little bit of controversy, outrage, a lot of feelings with her coming to Angel City. And it's because while she was playing with Club America in Mexico, she had to deal with a lot of online harassment, stalking, And all kinds of things no woman wants to deal with, regardless of their status in the public eye. But it's worse when you're in the public eye. And a lot of her leaving the team was because of the lack of protection that the Mexican government was providing or the team. And, like, it was just this whole messy, messy, messy situation. But I'm really hoping that her being here has allowed her to breathe again and be able to feel safe in her environment. (laughs) Hopefully. I mean, that just sounds horrible. And I didn't really like I I, I heard things, but I didn't really know too much about mm-hmm. it. But like just hearing that type of stuff, nobody deserves to go through that stuff. Nobody deserves no. to not feel comfortable in general, in their vicinity, in their just daily being, but but also in what is your place of work. Right. Right. Like, right feeling feeling those things feeling that kind of heightened threatened existence and and mm-hmm. not feeling protected just sounds like a crappy thing i'm yeah absolutely I, ho- I really do hope that her coming here has been part of a 
better chapter in her life. Yeah. And I really do hope and think that ACFC would be doing a lot more for her. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I, you know, I feel like they, they take care of their players really well. So yes, it is her time to shine. And I really look forward to seeing her a lot more. Mm-hmm. Same. It's also really fun because you can see at just about every West Coast game, there is a Gamberos contingency. Like either fans of hers, her family, like people come out to watch her play. And she's shown a lot of really smart play on the pitch. She assisted one of the goals in the win against San Diego. She has a really good sense of the pitch. And I'm really excited to see her in an opportunity where she can just kind of run away with this. It happens every season in the NWSL that a few people just get the opportunity because of the World Cup or because of international duty or what have you and blow people away, you know, and I I really think this is a great time for her. And I hope that she's adjusted enough and like feels like she can kind of, you know, pedal to the metal, see how far she can go with this. I think it's gonna be really fun. Yeah. With that said, another one of our forwards, Claire Emsley, who we've talked about a little bit. She is currently kind of nursing a little hip injury right now. I think they've kind they've tried to sit her the last couple games to get her to heal so that she'd be available for these games when like JJ and and Alyssa are out and you know our our roster gets a little shuffledy. This is gonna sound really silly, but I am an eighth Scottish. My grandmother's mom immigrated from scotland here we didn't find out until after my grandma had passed so i've always wanted to get my scottish passport but i can't awesome yeah i can't get my passport but i am like i can track it back to being scottish so i have like a a super soft spot for clearing my heart and an eighth doesn't meet threshold no no i'm too far removed from the like first generation over here Uh, in america yeah at least with her her being gone but for clear she has had a prolific career for the Scottish national team. She, they, the, they made the last World Cup in 2019, and she scored the first ever World Cup goal for Scotland in that World Cup against England, which is huge. Like, that alone, scoring against England is already hard. When you're Scotland and you're scoring against England, like, hell yes. That are, yes. There's such a rivalry between the two countries. Unfortunately, they didn't win that game, but being the person to score your country's very first World Cup goal is so monumental, and it's such a a gift to the player, to the team, to what have you. And, like, we've seen Claire and what she can do on this team. She's scored from a corner kick. She's created goal-scoring opportunities whenever she can, or she attempts it. And I think she's going to have a hell of a time during this break and during these challenge cup games and all the good stuff that's coming. Yeah, with, no, that's awesome. And this. then the, 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 the kind of just national rivalries of, of things like that, you know, between yeah. like Scotland and, and the, and England, we might cut this out. I don't know. You tell me the great rivalries between those two nations. Copa 90 does mm-hmm. amazing football stories. Just, and my favorite stories are, you know, all about the kind of like rivalries and 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 the the dramatic stories from both the supporters' pers- oh, totally. perspectives and the fans and things like that. They actually have a really great like mini documentary about 
Scottish football and English football. Oh, wow. Granted, it is the, the men's side of all of it. I think that documentary gives you a really good understanding of the deep threads between these like Scottish and English teams nationally and oh, yeah, how, it much it means, how much it, it means to deep. everybody. Yeah, we think we think soccer is fun here. Football in England and Scotland all throughout Europe is a different level. It's it's so cool. All right, so I'm going to give you the numbers, give you the positions. Please. All right. So we've got Sarah Gordon in the back line. She's on defense. She's going to be over there by Didi. All right. She is number 11. Let's go. Number 11 defender. Let's go. Yes. Scarlett Camberos, she is a forward, so she'll be by the opposing goalie. She is number 15. Yep. And Claire Emsley, somewhere over there. <laughs> Claire Emsley is number nine, also a forward. She's... She's just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. She's here. So, She's there. She's everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Now for the enemy. Dun, dun, dun. The goths. The bats. The whatever goths. <laughs> hey, people are calling them the goths. People are calling them the bats. I'm here for all of it. Yeah. There's a, there's a push to create an LA New York rivalry, and I don't know if it's going to take off. I'm down for it, but also, like, sure. You know, like, I'm fine either way. We we have the Chun Classico San Diego. I don't know if I can handle two rivalries in a, <laughs> in a league with my team. It's too much stress. But there are players to look out for. I first want to say I'm really grateful to all the hard work that Gotham has put on and put together and what they've done over the last season or two because it brought Aid fairly and Monashim back to the league, they were able to Sinead and Mana is signing on as a World Cup replacement player during the World Cup break. Those two women went through hell in Portland. We'll talk about the investigation in an off-season episode because it's too much to get into and it's awful and I don't want to talk about it right now yeah. at all. But those two put their careers on the line to do to get the league where it's at and sacrifice a whole bunch. And it's really, really cool to see both of them on a roster in the NWSL again. Before I get too emotional, I'm going to just like leave it at that and switch to Allie Long, who's really, really, really great. And <laughs> she was on the 2019 Women's World Cup championship team for U.S. Women's National Team. She is a midfielder and she just kind of comes in and raises hell. She does exactly what a midfielder should do. She should be everywhere and nowhere at the same time okay. where she needs to be. This last weekend, she scored a banger of a goal. And it was almost like, oh, hello, I'm back. Because she was coming back from a knee injury as well. And All just, these knee injuries. Uh, that's a, that's, a that's another story for itself. the offseason. Yes. That's another offseason off story. story. But, yeah, she's coming back from an injury and has had a fantastic career. She is a New York girl played on a different or all different iterations of Gotham, Sky Blue, all the New York teams. So it's really nice to see her back on the pitch, even if it's on an opposing team. Another injury comeback tour, if you will, is Midge Purse. If you're looking on the roster, it will say Margaret. Don't call her that. She's Midge Purse. <laughs> she's on and off the national team. I'm bummed she's not at the going to be at the World Cup. She Respect would. the name. Yeah, exactly. 
my one of the guys in my season ticket holder friend group in our little section was saying that in San Diego they kept calling MA Mary Alice and he's like who is that like call them by <laughs> what they want to be called by so Midge Purse she is coming back from a quad injury and that sounds miserable she tore her quad I believe last season or earlier this season and has been on and off and coming back but I'm really excited to watch her play like I was starting to say earlier I really wish she had been able to recover in a way that allowed her to make the World Cup roster but also like I'm not one to say throw your body on the line so far that you never play again because you want to go to the World Cup but I'm I'm excited to see her play she is a perpetual threat regardless of what team she's on so last but not least Allie Krieger I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk about Kriegs without getting like super emotional because of everything she's done for the game. I'm already tearing up. <laughs> we got to get through the best. podcast. I know we got to get through it. <laughs> Kriegs is and will always be one of my favorite players. This is embarrassing. No, it's, <laughs> this, I mean, that's, that's the whole point of all of this, right? Is that yeah. we we're fans, you know, it's, as silly as it might be, you know, at a, at a certain level, we do understand that all these people are human beings. They're all, yeah. they're all normal yeah. people. Me, Absolutely. you, <laughs> Allie Krieger, Allie Riley, you know, all the Allies. Midge, <laughs> all the Allies, Allie Long. We're all normal people. Like, we're all going to go stand in line and grab a coffee, but Absolutely. they... They bring a special joy to all of us in what they do, and that's their gift, right? They they're yeah. amazing at what they do. They're amazing at how they play, and we are fans of them. So, I you know I don't I don't blame you. I don't blame you for getting <laughs> a little teary eyed here because because that's just what this game does. I think uh, yeah. Plus, it's it's her farewell tour. It's her last event. One way, it was really sad at our home opener to watch her go down with a calf injury like 10 minutes into the game and we're not being able to see Kriegs play <laughs> for the whole game. But I'll be watching this weekend. <laughs> she is a stalwart in women's soccer. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Got, All right. I don't think I can say anything else. I think that's totally fine. And you know, for, <laughs> for, for your sake and all the other Ellie Krieger fans, like maybe she pulls a Rolling Stones and just kind of keeps it going keeps the party going. I don't so know. I'm I don't know I'm, if her her kids and her wife will will be okay. <laughs> Ashlyn just retired last season. Like the two of them are the ultimate soccer power couple as it is. But yeah, that's that's a whole, that's a different episode. So I'm going to give you your props here because you chose one of each position. You chose a a forward, you chose a midfielder and you chose a defender. I you did didn't her. go all defense. You didn't go all four. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you di- diversifying. I do it right, so, I do it for the people. So, <laughs> so to, to to keep an eye on who we need to keep an eye on, right? So we yes. got Ellie Long. She is number six in the midfield. The midfield, okay. And then Ellie Krieger, which should be... I'm going to say this for all the casuals that are like just coming to NWSL, just coming to women's soccer, just coming to all of this, that we may not be in the lore of everything. Yeah. 
you don't start crying at the like mention of Allie Krieger. It's fine. <laughs> I'll forgive you this one time. And she is. She's number eleven on defense. You can't miss on... her. She's got a signature bun, and it. She's just. She is very much a player. You're like, yep, that's Krieg's. You know, right. and there she is. Yeah. And then, I mean, oh, a fun fact about Allie Krieger is that, like, when she was on the Pride with Sid, with Alex Morgan, with all of the moms, all of that whole group, Sid actually officiated Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris's wedding, and it was adorable and chaotic and absolutely wonderful. Those videos are all over the internet at the the Crashland wedding, but they are <laughs> they are best of friends. They are aunts to each other's kids, and it's it's fantastic to see. That's awesome. And then uh, we've got Midge. Midge is number 23, and she is a forward. So she'll be over there by Dee Dee, and Sarah will probably be, our Sarah Gordon will probably be all up in her business. All right. So we've got all <laughs> our players. This has been, I, I, I'm excited. I think, I think it's going to be a very the, good game. I'm excited to, to see this. Like, I, I, I'm looking forward to watching this, and I, I love learning about all these, all these players new to me like veterans of the game but it's it's always exciting to be like all right these people know what they're doing i mean i have no doubt that everybody that's playing here has knows what they're doing <laughs> but it's <laughs> but, it's definitely something very special to like understand where these players are coming from and and what their backgrounds are and and all that kind of stuff that's why we do this yeah exactly so yeah. how do we look against the team against gotham Interesting. In our in our short history. <laughs> yeah. It it's an interesting record. Last season we split the games with them. We lost one nothing and then we won three to one later in the season. Earlier this season nice. we lost it was our home opener, like I said. But we <sighs> lost that game two to one. Anything could happen at this point. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't want to say we're looking like we're gonna win, we're looking like we're gonna lose. I have no freaking clue. Uh, you know what? And I'm I, down I'm... for it. I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing some some creativity some bubbling from from our interim head coach Becky, Becky if you're listening, awesome job so far, and yeah so I'm I'm optimistic I'm gonna say, you know what, yeah we lost the home opener we'll win this one and then we'll yeah. be we'll be two two on our history with them. Totally, there's a there's a fire under our team and I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, in case you want to deep dive into Gotham's history as a team, or if you are wondering why they're called Gotham, all that, they've actually recently rebranded. So if you are wondering why you don't see anything Gotham before two seasons ago, that's why. They were known as Sky Blue Football Club. And there's been different iterations of Sky Blue in different iterations of women's leagues. So this is... This is the, we are Gotham FC. We are a different team. We are like the same, but different. We are grown up now. We're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. The league's not folding, all that good stuff. Recently, they have had a lot of celebrities and professional athletes coming to ownership and looking for minority ownership. And it is really neat. Ashlyn Harris, who is Allie's, Allie Krieger's wife, she is one of the most decorated goalies in women's soccer in America, if not worldwide. She is a, a medalist at the Olympics. She's a World Cup winning champion. She's just, she's kind of done it all career-wise. 
Sue Bird, who, if you have so much as breathed in the direction of basketball in the last 20 years, you've heard her name. Five-time gold medalist at the Olympics. Like, anything you can do, Sue's done it. She's also, those two are minority owners, along with Kevin Durant and Eli Manning. So it's really neat to see another team start to collect their big name owners. And I think Gotham is looking to kind of do what we did here in Angel City and everybody bring their friends in, bring their their family, bring the money in because that's all that's how we we push this league, this team, these players is how we push them all forward. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much like a single ownership thing can do. But, you know, when you bring like these ownership groups, there's so much more power to them. There's so much more reach there's ideas right and just capital in general to to be able to pay these players and to be able to like build the brand and all do all that kind of stuff so it's exciting it's exciting to see the league grow that way definitely so it's, it's as... really cool to see <laughs> and someone who's watched women's sports for a very 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 long time seeing people with a lot of money say yeah we're deeming this important and not making fun of it is a gift yes and i'm i'm here for it and i'm excited to see all of this keep growing definitely all right mario where where are we watching this game so we are watching this game on tv unless <laughs> unless you live on the east coast or you're flying out to new jersey to to watch the game we're playing this game at red bull arena against gotham in their house at 2.30 p.m. And that is Pacific time. Anytime we give you guys is always going to be Pacific. It's always going to be L.A. time. It's always going to be what time you need to watch. So <laughs> over there, for them, it's going to be 5.30. But for us, 2.30 p.m. It's going to be on Bally SoCal, which is our local broadcasters. If you want to hear our Angel City broadcasters that are going to be talking, you know, with a little bit of an Angel City spin, you can always catch this on Paramount Plus in the US. If you're international, check out nwslsoccer.com. Also, give us a like. Let us know that you're international. That'd be awesome. Totally. I did I did see on our metrics that we had like a a listen from Germany. So if you're the hey, one yeah. person that listened to us from Germany, let us know. I think know. we had one from Spain too. So if you're a Spanish yeah. listener, What's up? Let let us know what's up, I, and I'll I'll send you something. I, I don't know what it is. I'll I'll, I'll we'll, find something on my desk. I'll send you something. Yeah, we'll send you something. <laughs> or listen to it on iHeartRadio for the English radio broadcast with our home radio broadcast team. Again, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app. There is an actual Angel City channel which you can just pull up mm-hmm. when you search Angel City, and you can listen to the broadcast. So one more thing before we close out the show, I have to make sure that I send a special shout out to Josie. Her, She and her family used to sit in my section. We have stayed very good friends. We celebrated her dad's birthday before a game a couple of games ago. And then after, she is an avid listener of the podcast. What up, Josie? Yeah. And she was like, you should say my name on the podcast. And I said, okay, fine. I will. Okay. <laughs> and no, I wanted to thank her again for from me and Eva, my girlfriend, for our bracelets at the Pride game. She is a fantastic kid. And yeah, that's all. That's I awesome. just want to say hi. 
<laughs> Thank you, Josie. Hopefully I get to meet you too at some point. And if you kept an eye on our Instagram, I surprised my <laughs> wonderful podcast partner here with some awesome stickers of Pam, Casual Pam, FC. I haven't brought out the air horns, but stickers deserve like Pam, 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 all the good air horns. <laughs> <laughs> I went ahead and surprised Angela with some awesome custom-made Casual FC stickers that literally made her choke. She was. <laughs> I got she was... too excited. I breathed in. I was chewing on some food. Like I was told to just close my eyes and open, and I went, and then I choked, and then Jamie called around, saved my life with some watermelon juice. So keep good I... friends around you. Yeah, surprise you with They'll stickers su- and make sure you don't die. Yeah, they'll save your life. <laughs> Yeah. So we have these come find us at the tailgate in the stadium. Just DM, DM us and you know what? We've got these stack of stickers. We're giving them out for free. Ask for a couple and share them with your friends. It's all great. It's all good. Thank you for listening and we'll see you at the next one. See ya. All right. Good night.